Hello and welcome to the ESG Fitness Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help you think, learn and grow and hopefully smile and laugh on the way too. My aim here is to break down your barriers to taking action and provide you with evidence-based diet and exercise information in a fun and interesting way. I hope I nail that and I hope you enjoy. If at any point you are enjoying this and you think, wouldn't it be great to work with Emma? You can head to esgfitness.co.uk to find out more information. Without further ado, because I hate long introductions, here is this episode. I am doing something just a little bit different today, which is very exciting. I have a client on. Actually, I did that the other week, but I have another client on. And this episode was awesome. Sinead has the best energy. So I hope that you will get a lot from this. And if you are interested in signing up in December to start 2023, feeling your best, hit the link in the show notes or head to esgfitness.co.uk. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the ESG Fitness Podcast. Today I have a very special guest. We were actually just laughing about pronunciations of names and how I have slight fear of things. So her name is Sinead, not Siobhan. (laughs) (laughs) And she is a client of mine. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Emma slash Emily. Thank you very much (laughs) for having me. Yeah, we were just talking about how when someone says your name wrong more than three times, you just can't correct them. And now that's your name forevermore with them. So, you know, well, thank you for coming on and for giving me your precious time. So we've been working together and I looked this up this morning, almost a year. This is our anniversary. Oh, my God. Congratulations to us. <laughs> I know, well done. I mean, that's one of the longest relationships I've had. <laughs> I feel like I'm much better with client relationships. So that's that's doing well for me (laughs) (laughs) exactly and one of the most impressive things about you I think is your mindset and although like obviously like everyone nobody's perfect but I think one thing that's quite unique about you is you really own your choices so you're never like in the kind of the victim mentality like you know I made this choice and so this happened so next time I'm gonna make a different choice if that's not the result that I'm looking for and I've noticed that with like all of your check-ins recently. And I think that makes a huge, huge difference. So yeah, um, that's nice to hear. <laughs> that's a good thing. Cause I bark at my children a lot about that all the time. Don't be a victim to yourselves. Like you have one life, go get it. Exactly. And actually I think that's the other thing that I love about your check-ins is in all check-ins, I ask clients what their goals are. Not because I've forgotten from the week before, but just to make them remind themselves of what their goals are. And yours is often, if not always, I want to be a good role model for my kids. And I think that's such a strong why and such a strong purpose. And also means that you're coming at this from such a positive space, where I think a lot of mums especially who probably get mum guilt around taking time to exercise if you can flip that to I want to be a role model because I want my kids to take time to exercise it just becomes a much more positive approach to the changes that you're making was that something that you always felt or has that kind of grown um no that's definitely grown um I I mean there's probably always been an element of that there um but I think I always had that mum guilt about being away from my kids and my kids are now a bit older so they're nine and eleven so it is easier to 
uh, to manage things around them. But what I found is that by being more sedentary and being uh, less a role model, I was expecting stuff of them that I wasn't doing myself. And I mean, that's completely unfair. And, you know, there was, I think, an occasion where my son found me pouring a miniature tub of Smarties into my mouth in the cupboard. And he just, he kept telling the story to everyone. And I was like, why? I've done so many amazing things for you. Why do you remember that? And I was like, well, I mean, I suppose I would as well. But it's that, you know, you've got to, you've got to demonstrate it to expect it. And what I have found over the last year is my energy levels, just my enthusiasm for doing, actually doing stuff with my kids um, has grown so much more. Um, and if you don't want your kids to be sitting on an iPad all day or sitting, staring at a screen all day, you've got to show them show them the way and life is way more fun doing stuff together than everyone sitting with their earphones in um or staring at a screen so it's I was probably a bit like that before um but a lazy version of that um with my head in the smarty stuff um but you know it has um it has definitely evolved over the last year yeah I think it's an amazing motivation and one of my favorite check-ins of yours was when you sent me the video of you doing Ninja Warrior and that's something that's like fun that you can do with your kids and I think you like people probably don't notice until looking back how much things that their parents did influence them so even things like hey mum goes to the gym between this time and this time even if that means they can't take you to your football training that that night or something I think that's like a memorable thing oh look that's something important that throughout my whole life I should be prioritizing that rubs off so much and I think yeah, it's such a such a useful way to think about why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, because I think it's so important to normalise as a child what you eat, what you see and what you do. That's what you consider normal for the rest of your life. And if that is ingrained at a young age that, you know, well, actually, it is really important to move. It, you know, it is really important to eat healthily um, and you've got to make time for it and plan it. If that's already embedded in your mindset when you're 10, that's going to be a lot easier. I mean, I... My parents were very active um, and, you know, very hands-on, but we certainly didn't have the best diet in the world. Um, and so exercise hasn't been such a struggle for me, but the mindset of food really has been. And I think that's because I always thought I was slightly overweight. I thought that was how I was supposed to be um, because that's how I was as a child. Um, and, you know, actually it's not like that at all. Like, you know, you choose how you're going to be. Um, it is so so interesting like the social norms of a family and how that gets passed on there's really interesting data on BMI and it's linked to if you if you ate as a family when you were growing up you're more likely to have a lower BMI so it's like quite a simple thing and, and probably has so many benefits not just the fact that you might eat healthier foods and then not overeat but also like the conversation that you have at the dinner table like I think and you know, turning off the iPads, turning off the TV, like actually sitting, having conversation, being present, eating mindfully, all those benefits that come from it. And yeah, that's interesting. Okay, right. So my initial question for you, which we've kind of bypassed was, tell me a bit about why you signed up initially, and then like how you felt before you signed up versus how you feel now. Yeah, so I guess the why was um during I mean so I signed up at the end of lockdown really so over lockdown I had just felt a bit rubbish coming out of lockdown I'd you know have a very sedentary job I'm desk-based all day I'd been sort of sporadic well doing a lot of hit but not really realizing that you kind of need to do more than that um I'd been I had sort of a a paunch I couldn't get rid of 
Um, and I wasn't stupid. I knew you couldn't eat like pizza and ice cream all day and be slim. But that logic didn't really extend to the point of we can't have a bottle of wine and a packet of Haribo every day. That was that was fine. So I had yeah a pretty rubbish diet. Um, and I, I, the main thing was the role model for my kids. That was the the thing I think to me that was sort of it's a lot easier for me to do it for someone else than it was for me to kind of do it for me. Um, and I've got this amazing friend Kerry, who's one of those people that kind of squeezes the extra bit of life out of every day. Like you know she's one of those real go getter, get stuff done. Um, and she recommended speaking, uh, reaching out to you uh, because she's, I think she may have worked with you or followed you or, um, and um, anyway, she recommended that. And I thought it was important to, it was important to invest in myself for my future and my kids' future. Um, and so signed up and I was all excited and nervous in equal measure. I think I was probably more nervous than excited. Maybe I was nervous about going to the gym, looking like an idiot in the gym. Uh, I was nervous about how goals was a big thing. You wanted me to set my goals. And I didn't, I mean, how big a question can you get? What are your goals? <laughs> like, yeah. I couldn't get my head around that at all. Um, uh, changing my diet, releasing the grip on my sugar, my sugar addiction um, and things like steps. How on earth is I going to fit it into my day? Like it just, it seemed quite monumental. Um, but in terms of excitement, I was excited about having a plan, someone helping me with that plan. So I wasn't doing it on my own. Um, and having a plan for exercise and food together so that it was and the longevity of that so it wasn't a short-term fix um so yeah kind of excited and nervous in equal measure and now you're doing things like ninja warrior handstand push-ups chin-ups like what a massive change in and I guess you must feel extremely confident in the incredible things that your body can do like was there a bit of a shift for you where you were like yeah, okay, I'm doing this for health or for being a role model. And then it kind of changes to like, wow, my body can do some things I didn't think it could do. Yeah, and I think I was probably going down the route of aesthetics originally, like I wanted to look better. Um, and I never wanted to, like, it's never really been a goal to be able to lift really heavy. And, you know, that's not, it doesn't really float my boat. But yeah, stupid stuff like doing Ninja Warrior and sort of reliving your childhood. Um, and yeah, the handstand press-ups, I obviously have some circus thing in the back of my head that I feel I like should be uh, in a circus. Um, but yeah, little, I mean, the I didn't think I'd ever be able to do a chin-up. And as when I sent you that video, I can't quite do a chin-up. But I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's getting there and it's incremental. And I think there has been a huge aesthetic change in my physique, which is great. And I am absolutely delighted. I'm very proud of how I look. Um, but yeah, stuff like that. I'm like, well, actually, I'm really proud of what I've achieved. And, you know, yeah, like, go me. Yeah, so you should be. I'm very proud as well. What you were saying about goals is quite interesting because I've definitely thought of it from that perspective and that it is quite a lot to put on someone. Like, what are your goals? Like, which is yeah. a huge question. And then what's interesting, and this is advice given to a lot of personal trainers, is that when you first meet a client, you should ask them their goals but then you should delve into why, right? Which if you've just met someone, I think it's almost quite invasive to be like, but why do you want to lose weight? Like, what does that mean to you? What's your family background? Like what happened to you as a yeah. child? Like, why do you put so much of your self-worth on how you look like in a first consultation? Like, I know that if I was the client, I'd be a bit like, whoa. <laughs> like, well, yeah, and it's, you're in an incredibly, yeah. You're in a really vulnerable position the first time because you're going, because you think there's something a bit broken about you. Like that's why you're going. And for someone then to start scratching away at that and going, oh, so tell me. 
why were you eating that? I mean, yeah, I don't think I would have perhaps responded particularly well if you'd uh, given well, me the third degree. Yeah. And then I think you started in December, right? I did, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this is an interesting mindset as well. What made you start in December? Because most people, you know, a lesser human than you might think, <laughs> well, do you know what? I'll just wait until January when you started, I think, 17th of December, which is like yeah. very close to Christmas. <laughs> um, I think because whenever you, whenever you start something in January, it never lasts, right? I think I didn't want to fall into that trap again. Um, and years ago, I gave up making New Year's resolutions. I... I was probably like, I don't know, 15 years ago, I decided I would learn something new every year rather than try and, you know, stop doing something. It would be additive because that, for me, that works a lot better. Rather than denying myself something, I will add to my life and then it generally creates better habits. Um, but yeah, so I'd always been like that, that it was, you know, January was a time to learn something new. But I think I was, I was apprehensive because I still thought that it was going to be a negative experience, sort of losing weight was going to be restrictive, this exercise when was I going to fit it in it was going to impact my life it wasn't going to be so much fun um so I thought if I was going to do it and if I was serious about doing it I needed to do it out of rhythm essentially and do it before Christmas and if I could carry that through then the rest would be easy um so I think I mean my memory is not up to much these days but I think that was my logic a year ago yeah. I mean I think that's it's an a good take like I think that the most successful people tend to start I guess like whenever they're ready to start right like delaying stuff if you know that you've got a goal then delaying it makes no sense whatsoever and then I also agree with you like if you can do it in December when you do have these distractions and and the fact that coaching is meant to add support to your life not make it more stressful so like hey I've got all these social events coming up how can you help me manage these in line with my goals is a much better approach than trying to, what most people try to do is figure out a time where they have absolutely nothing yeah. on for the next six weeks. So they can give it their all. And I'm like, you'll never be able to maintain that. I'm yeah. far more impressed when someone's like, I've been trapped, like you travel a fair amount. You've got an amazing family life. You guys have been on holidays, you've, you know, and you've managed to fit things in around your life. That's so much more impressive than being like, yeah, I said to my husband, we're not going away this year because I want to stick to my diet and I'm not doing any Christmas nights out, not going to my kids' concerts, not doing it because what if I go with my calories? I think remembering the why as to why you're doing it becomes very important then. Like, hey, I want to be a role model, but also I want to look good and feel good and have lots of energy to live my life, not to stay at home avoiding social occasions in case I go with my calories. Then when you look at it from that perspective, like, oh, okay, like kind of, it starts to like come together a little bit. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And it's changing that. And, you know, I used to eat, you know, love eating rubbish food and drank, you know, probably more than I should. Um, and then it's kind of reassessing those situations. Like, are you going out to hang out with your friends or are you going out to get blind drunk? Like, and actually, you know, going out and not drinking, like, you know, I, well, I discovered when I was pregnant, going to a concert sober is way cooler than going when you've been drinking because you actually, A, remember what's happened. But, you know, you really experience the whole thing. And I think it was just remembering that, that, you know, you can, you know, and when you go out for dinner, like I'll often have a starter as a main course because the starters always taste better than the main course anyway. Um, and, you know, just sort of, well, I still want us to go out as a family. I don't want everyone to be punished by the fact that, you know, I am not having carbs today. But, you know, so we'll go out and I'll just rejig it. 
and you know have my glass of wine but have a starter as a main course and you know have share a pudding or you know whatever it is but I still get to experience it and you still get to have um you know you still get to live a very full life but it's you're choosing I think you know you've taught me many many things over the last year but it's that you know choosing the life that you want to live and how and every day you're making those choices but it's being very conscious about the choices and not being swept along in a you know just be mindful about your decisions yeah, um, yeah. choosing your indulgences and then I think what you're talking about essentially is like compromise not sacrifice right I'm not going to say I'm not going out for dinner but I'm going to make some compromises because realistically my body doesn't need as much energy as what's on the, you know, like the main courses on the menu. So I think that's such a, like an approach that's going to mean that you can maintain those results while enjoying your life. And I think that's the most important part because if you don't enjoy it and you're coming at it from a negative standpoint and you're depriving yourself, almost like what you were saying with January new new year's resolutions of like it being additive, the same with diet and exercise like it is the single best form of self-care that you can ever do so it shouldn't be seen as this punishment and this negative it should be seen as like this is a way that I'm looking after my body and I think if you can get your mindset to shift from that but the the hard part is so many people find motivation in the negative so a lot of people start diet and exercise because they hate the way that they look and that only lasts so long and what I've noticed that happens is they'll plateau at some point normally when they don't hate the way they look anymore but then they don't maintain it because they don't have the kind of hate to drive it and like well how how do I find motivation well because these are things that you're doing for yourself because they feel good because they make you show up better I think everything you've kind of just described is that you show up with more energy more enthusiasm happier healthier as a mum as a wife as a like you know at work but as a friend and that's why you invest your time and energy into these elements so that you can show up at your best for other areas of your life. And I'm sure as you age, you'll be extremely grateful that you've been resistance training and looking after your body. Yeah. No, and I think you raised like the the big thing for me is maintenance. That was the the difference. Like, you know, anyone, you can start with stuff for two weeks and lose weight, but it's how you carry that on. And I remember asking you like, well, I'm getting near to the kind of weight I wanted. Like what happens then? And you were like, well, nothing much different. And I just had this like, oh, what do you mean this goes on forever? Um, And you were like, but this hasn't been a struggle. Like you've you've lived a great, you know, the last year or whatever has been going really well. And it was just that initial panic, like a visceral reaction of like, what do you mean I can't go back to my old life? Like, you know, that's kind of, but no. And then, you know, just kind of calm down for a minute. Like actually I have an amazing life. I, you know, I, as you say, like choose your indulgences, choose, um you know choose what you're eating choose what you're doing and yeah it was that actually yeah because this is the life I'm choosing to live my lifestyle has changed for the better um Mm. but yeah it's that pre-programming of like it's all it was always quick fix before um yeah yeah that's the have you also found that when you limit your indulgences and you choose them you actually enjoy them more for two reasons one because you anticipate them and the research shows that if you anticipate something you get joy from the anticipation of it as well as from the experience of it and then secondly because like an indulgence isn't that like if you have it every single day or multiple times a day it's like it's not really that enjoyable anymore whereas if you're like oh I remember in lockdown like I'd only have a real coffee once a week and I was like absolutely buzzing for it I was like oh 
so exciting we went it wasn't even nice it was like Costa it was the only thing that was open but, but like me and my flatmate would go to such a thing and now I have one every day and it's like yeah, yeah. Fine, I'm gonna have my morning coffee whatever but I've noticed that that actually limiting these things and being like hey do you know what instead of having a dessert I don't know every night I'm just gonna have it once a week actually makes you enjoy it so much more yeah no totally and it's just that you know realizing what you're capable of and just being and restricted is not the right word but you know that you can you could easily eat really well every day feel like you have you know treated yourself but with healthy food like it doesn't have to be you know something that is on the on the bad list on the naughty list um but yeah it's all mindset like that's the you know whether you think you're punishing yourself or actually whether it's a choice um and yeah which I think you know when you say it's like the goals like I literally have mine smacked up on the wall so that when I'm having this kind of like oh I can't bother to go for a walk and it's like actually no why am I doing all of this um and yeah oh actually it's not really that much to do is it at all just get up and do it yeah Um, so yeah I love that so you've got them stuck to a wall yeah, no, so I have uh, up here, which I'm not going to turn around because it's got all my work stuff on the wall here as well. But um, yeah, so no, I have um, a big like whiteboard uh, sheet stuck to the wall and I have my goals written up there. So if I'm ever not feeling quite like it, I just have to look up to the left. And... Yeah, a good reminder for yourself. Okay, I don't want to take up too much of your time because I know it's Sunday. It's... What would you say to someone who maybe feels like the person we were just talking about, who's always been yo-yo dieting, who has quite a negative approach to dieting and is maybe on the fence about signing up again and I completely understand this mindset because I've tried it 50 times before it's never worked before so what's the point now what's your advice uh well first of all do it like the best thing I ever did was uh like genuinely one of the best things in my entire life I have done was uh, signing up with you last year um I think if what you do is this you enable people to achieve uh, a different state of mind. And that is through education empowerment. Like, you know, one of the main, not one of the main, there's millions of things I love about what you do, but it's that you're fact-based, everything is evidence-based. It's not hearsay, you know, and you live by all of that. Um, But it's enabling people to create a better life for themselves and a better lifestyle and realizing what you're capable of. Like we are the ones like we limit our own lives so much and it's just getting out of your own way um and just I mean as you said like everything's simple right but it's not easy but having that support like you know your consistent sensible supportive sometimes tough love just you know to 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 teach you that you know well yeah you're gonna fall off but it's not the end of the world because this is this is the new you and you know this isn't a temporary solution this is the new better you forever and god there's only one shot at it so go do it do it people do it do it I love that and sometimes I think it sounds so cheesy when you're like well you only get one life because it's thrown around all the time but when you stop to actually think about it like no you do only get one life and one of the questions I ask in in check-ins is like what's holding you back at the moment and usually it makes people realize literally nothing it's me which is both like wildly empowering, but also terrifying at the same time. Cause you're like, wow, I'm the only person in my own way. I'm going to ask you this question because it, it's not massively related to um, diet and exercise necessarily, but I think you'll really enjoy it. Okay. So do you feel like someone else with your exact skill set and abilities could achieve more than you currently are? 
like if that's not a big call out to yourself like I don't know what is but it's made me think today I was like oh that's interesting and it just it kind of makes you very cool are you are you reaching your potential and then you realize hey if someone else was in my position with my skills I think they could do more than what I'm doing (laughs) they could do more more. I'm already like right okay yeah the competitive part of me is like well if she could do it then I could do more if this imaginary (laughs) woman that I've made up in my mind can do it then I'll be doing (laughs) exactly yeah, my phantom self could do it okay I'm gonna make a list of stuff that she could do that I can't do okay. exactly hey that's quite a good motivational tool um thank you so much for your time it's been lovely chatting to you it's brilliant to brilliant chat thanks million. I absolutely loved that episode and Sinead has the best energy so it was amazing chatting to her I already feel amped for my day and I hope that you guys do too. If you are interested in signing up in December, like the legend that is Sinead and getting incredible results and feeling your best for 2023, make sure you head to esgfitness.co.uk. Thank you as ever for your time and attention. If you want to talk to me about coaching or if you want to find out more about how to work with me, head over to esgfitness.co.uk. There is also lots of free information on the website and some worksheets, which I hope you will find useful. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear from you. Please tag me in your stories at ESG Fitness or shoot me a message. And if you think you know anyone who would enjoy this episode, why not share it with them? Thanks, guys.